You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. And you can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Not of the Scribe. Remember to tweet us your mailbag questions. We answer them every Wednesday. We're even going to answer a question today. Because every two weeks, we're going to bring on the OG. Mr. David Walker joins us once again. David, thanks so much uh, once uh, again for the time, man. How are you? I'm I'm great. I'm super excited. This segment is really taking off. We now have our first official mailbag sneaker question. So it's it's super exciting. That comes in from Senor Fantastico, who brings yes. us a couple of these questions. Love the name and uh, always... Uh, uh, bringing in some good questions. We appreciate it. So we're going to get to that in the second segment. We've got a schedule release. We've got games to recap. We've got some praises to be sung for LaMelo Ball. Uh want to get to all of that today. Again, you can follow David on Twitter at David B. Walker, uh, the capital D-B-W in the middle. So let's get to it. Uh, you look at the last two weeks. Scary Terry went off. He got our ultra player of the week for his services going for over 30 points in four straight games. He gets the game winner against Golden State. They play Golden State again tonight. It's a late tip, 10 p.m. You guys going to stay up for that one? You guys going to watch it all? Well, yes, but yeah, Friday night, Friday night. (laughs) If it was on a weekday, would you stay up for the entirety of that game? Oh, no, Uh, no, no, not at all. No, nada. No, you bounce at at halftime or do you even start it? Um, three quarters. Here's the thing with these, I am going to do three quarters, three quarters because three quarters only is a hard line. There's a three quarter. There's a three quarter rule. If they're close or if I feel like they can win it, I'll stay. But if they can't, then yo, I'm going to bed. So you must've stayed up the the previous two, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then you're going to bail on the one on Friday night. Okay. Well, again, it's a weekend, David. I got stuff to do. (laughs) Where are you going? (laughs) <laughs> Where's where, where their stuff? It seems like you would stay up for the Friday night one, but that's neither here nor there. I'm gonna have to stay up for it anyway, so I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it and uh, and hopefully the Hornets can keep it close and they don't do the Utah Jazz thing where they're out of it in the fourth quarter and instead they do the Phoenix Sun thing. For the most part, they don't tease us at the end and and give you the possibility of losing, but they actually take care of business and they were able to do so against the Suns. Um, David, let's just go wherever you want to steer this car. Do you want to talk about the end of the Phoenix Suns game? A little bit more about LaMelo Ball, what you saw from Terry getting an all-time Eric Collins game in that Warriors contest we saw just last week. Where do you want to steer the vehicle? Yeah, I mean, I think Terry has really uh, become the guy that has been the main focus over the last, you know, little bit. So, I mean, we can start with him there. And if you want to go back to the the first Warriors game, since they are playing them again tonight, I mean, the what I thought about when he went through all of the steps that it took to not only come back and then win that game with a lot of help from Draymond was like, you just never used to see that kind of stuff. I know it's you know, kind of tried to say that, that like things are really changing now and whenever you see this kind of things, but that was an impossible win. <laughs> I mean, again, you had to have some help from Draymond, but not only did he hit the two free throws, he then lost the ball as he was going for the final shot, recovered it and, and hit a huge fadeaway. And I mean, that was just, it, it feels like, you know, that type of thing. We saw it a little bit with Kimba here and there, you know, uh, 
build upon itself and, and get a little momentum for this team. And it seems like maybe they're they're starting to do that here. So that was a, that was a fun way to kick off the week. Yeah, it really was. And I mean, for me, I, I've done a couple of pieces on the Hornets for the extra point thing I do for seven thirty the game. And the first one this week was this looks like one a, a for sure play in tournament team. Yeah, at least to get in the seven and 10 seed. And they kind of look like a playoff team right now. I, we had discussed Nada at the beginning of all of this too, when we were right about to dive in to the West coast road trip after beating golden state, you at least show up for three quarters and play good basketball against Utah. And then it all goes to hell after that, but you played good for a while and then you actually beat the Phoenix Suns and you hold on. We'll see what happens against Golden State. If you survive and we've discussed that kind of looking to the tune of a two and four record, you have another West Coast road trip really right out of the gate in the second half of the schedule release. But if you survive that and then you get to the last month, the last 10 games of basketball where you have plenty of teams that you should be the favorite in. I mean, I, I think it's okay to steer the fan base in a direction that, hey, maybe playoffs are certainly a top eight seed, certainly a top possibly seven seed. That's something okay to expect from where this team is compared to some of the other teams in the Eastern Conference. No, you, and you're not wrong, but the thing is, like, I just want to enjoy the ride. I think that's where I'm at with this is that I just really want to enjoy the ride. I don't necessarily care whether – this team is a top, again, a, a six seed, a seven seed, or an eight seed, because we weren't supposed to be here. We were Dante from Clerks. No one wanted us here. <laughs> so, therefore, you like, gave us a Clerks reference before we started recurring. Like, did you just watch that? A Clerks yeah, 2 did. reference. A Clerks did. 2 reference that I cannot necessarily use on this podcast without me <laughs> no, getting canceled. But <laughs> what I'm going to say is, like, this team wasn't supposed to be here this year. This team was supposed to be 12 seed. This team was supposed to be competing with the, the Pistons for the worst team in the league. And you know what happened? They messed around and found out what happens when you sign Gordon Hayward and you get a rookie that's a, that's mm -hmm. a little bit advanced. So you know what happened? So enjoy the ride because at this point, we're not supposed to be here. Um, they haven't kicked us out yet. So you might as well sit back, lean back, enjoy. This is like fi finding out that you got a VIP ticket for the price of regular. And it, since you have this VIP ticket right now and they ain't kicking you out, you might as well sit back, go grab a bottle of that, that complimentary <laughs> crystal and kick back and enjoy it. So this I'm, kind of happened to me, by the way, the, the, the oh, moment no. you're describing, and it somewhat happened to me at a Hornets game, me and my buddy, it was actually the first game Steph Curry ever played here in Charlotte as a member of the Golden State Warriors. Me and my buddy, we got tickets. We were going to go see Steph Curry play. And our, our, our ticket said BS, something like that. I, I forget mm -hmm. what it was. And we were like, what, where the hell is this section? I don't know where we're going. And we were trying to find our seat by ourselves, do the whole men don't ask for directions thing. Finally, we had to give in. We asked somebody to help us out and said, oh, yeah, you're actually going to be sitting in the box seats here. You have to take a special elevator to get that. Me and my buddy look at each other like, oh, snap, we're about to get to watch Steph Curry in one of the primo seats. So the moment you're describing actually kind of happened to me at a Hornets game that we got. And it was awesome. It was awesome to see. So I guess that's kind of the situation that's in front of us. And I, I'm cool with enjoying it. I just... 
it, it, we're just getting to a place where maybe you can't even expect to make the playoffs. And if you don't, it's not like I'm going to be angry at the end of the season. But yes. I think we are kind of getting in that territory. And David, you mentioned Terry Rozier. He's having a hell of a season. What's cool about all of this, tying both of what you know, Nada and David, you said, it's Terry's having a, a better year than expected. He's having a career year. Gordon Hayward on better volume is coming up with the same exact efficiency numbers that he had with Boston. Miles Bridges is having a year that's better than expected. LaMelo, even for all of the expectations and the LaMelo ball truthers out there, I, he's got to be having a better season than even that. Point being, a lot of guys are playing above their expectations, and that's what makes this a fun, well-talked-about basketball team that you know we've really enjoyed this season so far. Yeah, and the fun element is the biggest thing to me. I mean, Doug and I used to just say all the time, to, to not to your point, Nada, like, don't worry about trying to climb the standings. Just just put a good product out there that's fun to watch. And honestly, looking back on that, to to be here where we are today, where you hear somebody nationally say every day that the Hornets are the, the most fun team to watch in the league, which is mind-blowing. I can't Oh, it's explain. every day, man. We hear yeah, that every day. it really is. I can't explain how how difficult that would have been to convince me that that would be the case a couple of years ago. And yeah, a lot of it's Lamelo, um, a lot of it's Borrego and what he's done. To be honest with you, and a lot of it's this group they've put together. But I just jump back to Terry real quick. Having Terry and Gordon Hayward, you have two legitimate guys on you know every night that you can count on, and that has not always been the case. So I think that makes a big difference too. But the fun angle. Honestly, I'm with you, Nada. It's like, it's really fun to be in these games. It's fun to actually win some of these games. It's fun to be a little dangerous and to not have to sneak up on people to get wins and upsets. And and, and being fun is it's just it's just a new experience for all these Hornets fans. So enjoy it. And And I would say, I mean, I think a part of that fun is the actual winning of these games and the yeah. fact that they've been so damn clutch. And it's not just been Terry. You know, Devontae has been a clutch player the last couple of years. Terry, for sure. Uh, and Terry Rozier and uh, Devontae, they've both been clutch. But also LaMelo. How about the fourth quarter he had against Phoenix besides the fouls? They were really bad. But he also had seven points, hit a big three-pointer, had the fun dunk. We saw a fun dunk against Toronto, I believe, when they even lost that one. And, and Miles missed the three-pointer. I don't know if that was the same game. But then he comes back and hits the three-pointer in the fourth quarter against Phoenix and hits two free throws. You're seeing other guys be clutch at the end. And you win. You're competitive. That's what goes into the entertainment factor with the Charlotte Hornets team. So um, really excited to see where we're going to go from here. And you got a game tonight against the Golden State Warriors once again. I have a few other topics I want to get to. And we got to get to the shoe game. That's coming up next segment. But first, let's discuss Bet Online AG. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL, they're all in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They have you covered for all the news, the scores, the odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code Locked On. We'll finally get to the shoe conversation coming up next. Locked On Hornets on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. 
and I was cutting a rug in that place. Not a Funk Master Flex. Shout out so, to him. Again, Walker, how old are you again? Uh, I am 28 years old. <laughs> I didn't know a person under 35 used cutting a rug anymore. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, is the relationship broken between Russell Wilson and the Seahawks? You can get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your pods. Do you guys want Russell in Carolina, or would you rather draft and or go after Deshaun Watson? I don't think either. either sure. Possible. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying yes, all of the above. I'm kind of with yes. you, David. You're saying it's not going to happen, Nada. You're saying you're going to. I'm shocked that you're taking the pessimistic approach here, but you're saying that nothing can happen with Carolina in, in that regard via the quarterback spot. They lack the stamps on the passport to do a deal. It, the best way I could say this is the you know you know that scene from Friday where Smokey Smokey's mom sends him to the store for cigarettes or something else and he make and it he, enough make it enough <laughs> that's what david that's what tepper, i'm telling david tepper not yeah, yeah david tepper is david tepper is basically gonna have to tell matt rule make it enough with the draft and make this competitive and build this team right that's what is gonna have to be make it enough this ain't enough mom damn yeah, make it enough, David Tepper. I'm ready for it. Um, all right, let's talk about some of the shoe game you put in our direct message, David. Uh, you've got some fire ones. And the one that I like the best, it's the last one, but we'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. So so the first question, man, maybe the first one, though, too. So you've got, <laughs> <laughs> the first one is probably one of my favorite. Uh, this, is, this is the Air Jordan 1 with the Carolina blue colorway, correct? That's right. This is uh, kind of the latest version they've done on the UNC colorway. It's done up like the Chicago colorway. So it's got a black swoosh and black ankle collar. And then the rest of it is that traditional or familiar UNC colorway. They haven't done this exact one. Uh, but this one, I think, is something that a lot of people are are looking forward to. It's just kind of a, always a winner, you know, every time they put out one of these. So yeah, that one uh, is a good one. That's one I obviously have my eye on. Um, and I don't know what you guys think about it, but I, you can't go wrong with that one to me. No, that that's it's it's a sick shoe. I would absolutely wear it. And here's I have another question for you, David. You love the you love North Carolina. You love the unis. I'm all about the attire as well. Are you a yeah. fan of black and Carolina blue together, or are you not a fan of that? Yeah, so that's funny. Like this one is nice. But there is something a little off about it to me. Like it doesn't mesh as well as I think some of the other just like white and blue do. Um, so the black is is an interesting hit. I will tell you, like Carolina wore black uniforms a couple of years ago. Um, they just flipped their you know traditional game day uh, threads and made them black, and they had the argyle and blue. That that I thought actually looked really good because the blue popped. Um, so I'm not like a wholly traditionalist when it comes to that, but. On this one, it is something that, that like it just doesn't sit uh, perfectly well. I mean, it's still really good, but uh, if you're going like traditional white and blue versus this, you got to go with the traditional one. I think I'm actually a fan of the black trim. Yeah, I remember like so those those uh, what were they? The '90s uniforms, maybe the late '90s. They wore in in football where they had the black outline. Oh God! On it. Oh, you Lord. didn't like those? Am I am oh, I alone boy. on that? Oh no no no! <laughs> the, the football black was not good. They, they, I love they, they the black trim, forever. man. Oh, I don't know. I love the black trim. Uh, Nada, what do you think about this shoe? Would you rock it? I don't know. I I don't mm. know. I don't know. Like, 
Uh, the, you gotta forgive me a little bit because I'm at that stage of pandemic where I keep buying shoes and more and more boxes somewhat show up at my oh. house at, at an intermittent yes. basis. And at this point, it's like shoe fatigue is starting to hit me. So maybe, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like I gotta justify it. So, well, they came out with the royal blue Jordan ones too, not too long ago, correct? Very true. Yeah, and, yeah. and so it would. I mean, would you say those look better than this one, and David, or are you know how comparable are they? Um. Yeah, Nadi, go ahead. I mean, I'm trying to think of the the, the, the specific uh, royal. They come out with so many. To be honest, guys. To your point, um, I'm always gonna I'm always gonna lean toward toward these. I think done the right way on uh, the color blocking. Um, I like this one a little bit better. I think than the most recent um, royal blues. That's just me, though. No, no. Like this one is like this one. Uh, it, like it, it's one of those like it's tough. It's tough because <laughs> right you see like this is the type of show, shoe that you generally see on sneakers end up going for like fifteen hundred to eighteen. Oh, I'm not sneakers, but uh, on StockX for like fifteen right. to eighteen hundred like later because people like the hype is going to drive yeah. us up. And That's someone's going to come up with like an old school throwback Ed Coda jersey to go with these shoes. And oh, yeah, love it. Like, Absolutely like love it. That like I could see somebody trying to do that with this. So that's what scares me about this type of shoe. Yeah. <laughs> now I yeah, go, go ahead. ahead yeah, I, I I will say that sneakers did a early access release for this yesterday, and basically what that is for those that don't know is sneakers will bless someone or you know several people uh, just randomly to say, hey, you can buy this early. Um, so they'll do that every once in a while, which I usually take as a good sign for just like the numbers of the shoe being out there and then tell myself I have a better chance of getting it because of that, when in the end it never matters. Uh, you know, I take the L <laughs> exactly. anyway. But if you want to, you know, if you want to start getting out the positivity on this shoe release, they did an early release yesterday. I've heard that numbers are, are kind of good on this, but if you want it, you know, of course, don't sleep because they'll, they'll be gone within the hour. All right, David, what do you have uh, uh, for us on the other two shoes that you put in our uh, and put in our direct message? Yeah, so that Air Jordan 1 is dropping next Saturday. This Air Jordan 4, which is the taupe haze version, is dropping tomorrow. This is basically Jordan Brand's attempt to kind of um, play on the Travis Scott um, uh, branding of, of their line. So he did a shoe that was similar to this that is not exactly like this, but the colorway is is close enough that that you can't it's unmistakable that that's what they're trying to do um this one is interesting because it's got like some sort of material they put on there that some people are saying wears away falls off uh but the look of it when you look at it now it's like it, it, it's like crackle or something it's weird so so that's been a little uh controversial for some people who have seen these in hand um originally i really like these i think the four is making a comeback for me because i was really originally a three guy like you uh walker and i still am mm -hmm. but the fours made a, a big push in recent months and and this one does look good but uh i don't know that i, I would keep it because of that weird material so, so i so i'm 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 iffy on these not a do they get your stamp of approval i am not a big <laughs> fan of the fours like for mm. some reason like i'm not that person that like like really 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 just like that and the whole cactus jack line like it i feel like right. i'm aged out of this kind of marketing towards like oh god know, I so would, have i but i still fall for it yeah, <laughs> very true but still like 
<laughs> if I was like 32, 33, I would probably enjoy it. Now that I'm turning 38, like, nah, I can't do it. <laughs> That's like, the cutoff. Like, 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 you... like, there's a different, like, I think for like, though, like the Travis Scott folks, like, if you're a huge Travis Scott, Cactus Jack kind of branding person, you're going to love this. Like David said, I am not that person. I do not do the brown. I do the, I do more of the classical colors, stuff that'll stand out. And then also, like, I'm more, like, if these were, like, the off-white fours or something else similar to that, mm. or one of those experimental things, like the, the experimental Air Force Ones, I'd love it. But this, like, it's just there, man. Like, that, I think that's the thing. And I never think, I'd, I never thought I'd say that about a four. Is like, it's um, just there. Yeah, that's not a ringing endorsement on anything in life. It's just there. <laughs> that's, that's awful. So no, I guess we got uh, exactly what your taste is on that. Finally, David, you sent us uh, a, another performance shoe. We gave all the love to the hyper dunks that we talked about yeah. the last time you were on. Uh, what's uh, good about this performance shoe that you put? Yeah, I wanted to put this in because I don't think we talk enough about performance shoes that people actually wear in games. This is the Cosmic Unity shoe. Uh, Anthony Davis actually debuted this in the layup line of the finals last year down in the bubble. And I'm pretty sure I saw uh, Rudy Gobert wearing this against the Hornets on Monday. Uh, the thing about this shoe, guys, is that it's made from 25% recycled material. Oh, um, awesome. So it's another effort. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's another effort for Nike going back to doing like the sustainable uh, stuff and, you know, taking trash and making shoes. And of course, always the, the pushback on that one as well. If you can do it with this one, why don't you just make all your shoes? 100% recyclable or whatever, but you know, uh, I think it's good for the, uh, for, good for the environment, good for the planet. Um, and, and to do it like on, you know, a flagship performance shoe like this, I think it is, you can't hate it too much. Um, these are definitely new looking. They're a lower cut shoe. Uh, it's, I think it's an attempt to maybe kind of get people to wear it off the court as well. So, I'm not mad at these. Of course, they just sold out. Uh, they released about 50 minutes ago and sold out immediately on sneakers. So if you wanted one, sorry. Uh, but they will be coming out with a few more colorways of this one. Uh, but it's, I think it's just notable because anytime a new performance sneaker comes out, I like to at least highlight it and let people sure. know, you know what else they're doing. Um, all right. Well, let's get to the question from Senor Fantastico. I don't know mm -hmm. if y'all are taking sneaker questions, but if y'all care, oh, yeah. we, we do care for sure. We care. He said, can y'all talk about the right way to go about the sneakers app for wins and our resellers slash bots ruining sneaker culture? Appreciate y'all and love the pot. No, we love you. We appreciate you, Senor Fantastico. Uh, I'll let you guys answer that question. What's the best way to go about wins and our resellers and bots ruining the culture? Uh, <laughs> Not a, I'll let you... I'll pray. let your laugh get out of the way. Go ahead. Pray. Pray. That's all you got to do. Just just pray. Like, there are certain things you just have to know you're not getting off, off gate. Those Carolina Blue Ones, part of my hesitation is knowing that I'm probably not getting those. So you pray, you accept your L's, and then when you get graciously handed something from the sneaker gods or the sneaker algorithm, <laughs> then you know you take it, and then you have an internal debate of whether you're going to resell it or not and go from there. That's about it. That's all you can do. Yeah, there's, you know, internet and uh, rumors and a uh, belief that if you do certain things within the sneaker app, you know, it'll click off their algorithm and give you a leg up. But I think there's some truth to the fact that if you go in and interact with the app enough, watch their videos, click on stuff, um, you know, like the shoes they have on there to ask them to notify you, 
maybe. I mean, it can't, it certainly can't hurt, uh, but there's no evidence of any, you know, strict uh, pattern where you spend a certain amount and they give you a step up in line. I really think it's super random. The one thing I will say is the more accounts you can have, the better. So if you've got a significant other, or if your kids have a phone line, you know, sign them up for a sneakers account uh, and and increase your chances that way. But you do have to have a, a separate phone line. I'm, I'm looking to get my boys. They're only seven and five, but they're about to get cell phones so I can get some more sneakers accounts. Um, and that's, that's really the only way you can do it. But you know what? The great thing about Nike is you can always return them. So just enter for everything. Um, and, yeah. and see what you can get. That's good advice. Uh, just enter everything. And also it doesn't matter yeah. how old your kid is. Just go ahead and get him a cell phone and get him. An exactly. I think that's perfect <laughs> exactly. advice here on the lockdown Hornets podcast. Uh, we dive into maybe some all-star discussion coming up next, but we for sure explain our tweets. It's lockdown Hornets on the lockdown podcast network. This is locked on Hornets. I don't like doing that unless like, I am totally annoyed. I don't drop the big joker in spades or that early. I don't drop the big joker. I only do it when I am officially annoyed and I don't want to have this conversation. And I'm going to be real honest with you, Walker. I the last thing I want to be talking about at 10 at night is Blake Griffin and the possibility of him coming here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Tomorrow on Locked On NBA, join Anthony Irwin of Locked On Lakers and Adam Morris of Locked On Nuggets for a wrap-up of the biggest stories around the league. Anthony and Adam bring you game recaps, weekend previews, and a weekly NBA power ranking you can't miss. Subscribe to Locked On NBA Podcast today, wherever you get your pods. Um, All-Star coming up here, All-Star Weekend, and it's going to be a lot different because of the pandemic. Don't even know if we should be having this All-Star game or not, and yet it been a huge controversy. Adam Silver defended it, saying that we actually need this all-star game. But even besides all of that, right? Um, you know, David, where is your excitement level this year? Because this is your thing, right? Like, I think you've, even, yeah. I mean, this is, this is your event. I remember talking to you about this when it was here in Charlotte. You have always been a guest anytime that the all-star weekend <laughs> was rolling about. Um, because this is just what you enjoy. And it's, it's awesome. I mean, I myself love the dunk contest. I never buy into everybody's discussion about how the dunk contest is going to be so boring. Let's just not have it. No, I, I love it. And we get a good one every now and then for sure. And more frequently than people are willing to admit. It's such a fun weekend. Where are you with this one here in 2021? I think I'm like everybody, man, right? It's, it's, we don't know what to expect. I mean, part of the allure and part of the fun is having the whole league and everyone focused on that in the basketball world, like that city for those two or three days, right? So everyone's there. I, even, I mean, dude, I, I watched the the, uh, the the legends breakfast or whatever. You know, I watch all of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Every everything they put on M- NBA it. TV. I'm totally with you know, yeah. it's, it's just like a celebration of the league. And so, not being able to do any of that stuff this year, and just having the game and cramming all that stuff into one night, like that'll be, it's really more of like, I want to check in and see actually how it goes. I mean, it's going to be really bizarre. You talk about people not wanting to do stuff. I mean, they haven't announced participants for any of that other stuff, right? Like no one ever wants to do the dunk contest anyway. No one Mm -hmm. wanted to go to the game this year. So like I I get totally why they have to do it, you know, and, and I get the other sides of it as well. Like these guys wanted some time off, but this year I think I'm watching just to see, if there is a spectacle, like how is this thing going to go down? 
Yeah, I have no clue. And it, they just announced, I think a couple of days ago, they are going to announce what would be the participants in the Rising Stars Challenge. I mean, okay. Ball is certainly sure. going to be in that list, but we're not going to see him play. And it, LaMelo doesn't need it. It, we we, no. we don't need more exposure for LaMelo. It's not, it's not going to finally bring the attention here to the Charlotte Hornets. We're already getting it a ton, but it still would be pretty cool for to, to have the spotlight, even on this franchise, even more so where everybody's watching one particular game. Like it still would have been a fun thing to see happen for this organization. That is more fun this year than they have been in a very long time. And you would also, you, you may, uh, possibly could have had Miles Bridges in the dunk contest. And I guess, I don't know if that's even a possibility. I I, I don't know if that's still going to have a chance of happening, but maybe it bottom line is you could have had Gordon in the all-star game had he been voted in LaMelo miles. Like there are guys that could be contributing in a lot of different areas. And it's, it's unfortunate that we might uh, not have that. Um, anyway, well, LaMelo, right, yeah. Well, LaMelo in an all-star game, even if it's the rookies, you know, rising stars game, like, LaMelo in that type of setting. I mean, he does all-star game passes in actual games. So that would have been cool to see him, you know, pull off some stuff in that oh, game, yeah. but may, definitely next year. Yeah, you're right about that. All right, let's uh, let's explain our tweets, something that we decided to do, I think, last week, and we're going to yeah, keep rolling yeah. with it. Yeah, we're going to keep going with it. Yeah, uh, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah, that's, thanks. <laughs> Seems so reluctant to get. <laughs> were, were you reluctant to admit that? Like, is this already a, a bore for you? Is this oh, a chore for you as well? Here's the thing: like, explaining our tweets is going to be interesting because there's a whole bunch that can get me in trouble, and I have to explain it at at any point. So, <laughs> I, I I guess that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at with this, Walker. That was the that was the least enthusiastic endorsement, even though I felt like that was legitimate. I think. You really do like the segment, but the way that you came across was just like, yeah, this thing kind of sucks, but we got to do it because Walker is making us do it. You know what? I am. I like the segment. Let's do it. Um, all right. The, the, let's get to yours first, Nada. First, you put out uh, uh, <laughs> the video clip yesterday of Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal on uh, Inside the NBA, not knowing the first name of NBA players that are actually somewhat prominent. I mean, they do this for who he played for with Charles Barkley, and that's somewhat embarrassing. But Shaq doesn't know the first names of some of these players, guys like Mitchell Robinson, who's good, and and, and some of the other players that they're, they're not buried on the bench, and he just doesn't know any of their names, doesn't even come close. And you said this, the show loses a lot of its hilarity when you realize that Turner kept Shaq at the expense of a few Bleacher Report writers whose works would have gone further. And it kind of goes in more of the conversation of Charles and Shaq more so than Kenny, even though Kenny will have his moments here and there just about not watching basketball and not knowing some of these guys. It, it, that one's bad. Not knowing the first name of these players that even some casual fans know that one's pretty bad on Shaq. Uh, Like here's the thing with, with inside the NBA at some point, like if you're going to be the flagship show, you have to be the best representative. You're th- literally the best representative of the league. You're supposed to be the showpiece. You can't have three old dudes that continually, one, antagonize the people that they're they're interviewing, two, not know who they are, three, not watch. Like, at some point, you have to do something. You have to do some form of research because... 
why am I watching this if I'm not mm-hmm. going to watch it? Like, I understand that there's a place for barbershop, uh, for barbershop style commentary, and I get that. But this is the flagship show of the league. This isn't like ESPN NBA Countdown, which, mind you, has gotten a lot better. But at this point, if this is if Turner's going to be the flagship, you cannot have three people that clearly do not give a damn about where the league is and are out there collecting checks. It's a bad <laughs> look for the league, point blank. But yeah, and, and this is just a, a worse look to me again than the who he played for thing for Charles. Like, cause you know, some of those guys, like, yeah, it's there's a lot of movement in the NBA and you're talking about the, you know, 14th guy. It's still not a great look, but this one was real bad. And, you know, David, you put out a tweet also of speaking of the all-star conversation we were just having, basically you put out a tweet saying the all-star snub convo. It got ridiculous uh, at what everybody was saying, you know, why this guy should have been in. And of course you have people saying Devin Booker or whatever player you choose got snubbed and then you don't take anybody out. Um, how ridiculous did that get in your mind this go around? Yeah, I just said at this point, if you're not disrespected or feel that someone hasn't been disrespected, it's just disrespectful. <laughs> and the reason why I like this one was one, it got a uh, reply from Doug Branson who went on with the best ones are from the same people who said the game should be played, which is a direct shot at King James. I know where Doug Branson is coming from and he's going right at the King on that one. I, I just thought like, the whole thing was crazy to me, especially with the starting five. And I get it. There's always going to be a debate about it. But it was just so silly that people were so outraged over uh, guys that were going to get in anyway. Like Booker ended up getting in. Uh, the Dame thing was the Dame versus Luca thing was one where I could definitely understand it. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, uh, I heard Eddie Johnson talking about it. And he was like, look, Luca does crazy things. Luca does insane things too. And if you want to have the fans participate, if they're going to be breaking ties and putting people, especially in the starting five, I mean, you got to be okay with it to some level. You can't just come out and slam everything that goes on. And if you're going to do that, if you're going to say this guy needs to be on, you at least got to say who you're going to take off, right? Like that's the one thing that, that nobody <laughs> seems to to do when they get on, um, uh, get on these, on these tangents about who should be in and out. Like, like, yeah, to- like, totally agree. Go ahead, Nada. Here's the thing, though, David. The only the only issue I ever had with the selections, at least the only selection I had a problem was like I like Vucci May, but at the same time, you can't be that your team can't be that bad, and then put yeah. him in over Sabonis. That's the only one where I'm legitimately like, yo, there needs to be like a rethinking of this. Well, and, and to me, it's not even just if you think one guy should have gotten in over another. OK, like that's that. I don't think that's even the point. It's the pure outrage, the level of outrage for what was a really hard selection process with that, not yeah. a huge sample size. And it's just the boiling of your skin over just this little minute criteria that you have to decide between one guy or another. Like for me, I thought Chris Middleton should have got in. I don't really see too much of a case against him. Um, but he didn't get in and you even go to the team success. And I'm, I was kind of surprised about that, but it's like, yeah, you go to Zach Levine who I would have put him in over and the numbers are crazy for Levine, right? Like I get that, but, but Middleton, I has really good efficiency too. He's playing for a great team. The guy is just outstanding and I'm still cool with Levine getting in. It's not like, it's not like you can be so crazy outraged that 
Levine no. is putting up crazy efficient numbers, but on a bad team. And I would just rather go Middleton. But like, you can't tell me you can't see a case for Levine. You can't tell me you oh, can't no. see a case for Sabonis, Middleton, anybody who got even like a Drew Holiday, a Mike Conley on the West Coast. It was hard. It was so hard. And everybody's like, oh, it's 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 crazy. Devin Booker is the most disrespected player in the league, right? Like that's a shot at King James. Okay. You know, it, these guys are going to get in, to your point, David, as a replacement player anyway, or it's just it's just extremely difficult to get in with, with some of that. Uh, yeah, well, the funny, yeah, and the funny thing about that one was like, well, your teammate maybe shouldn't have made it to uh, LeBron. So it was just <laughs> kind of like an awkward thing there. I think the only time you can really get super worked up about this is if you have a, a scenario where like a couple of years ago, uh, you know, Jeremy Lin was threatening to get in based on uh, a bunch of votes. And mm-hmm. that may have been why they changed this whole thing. But in my mind, unless you have that scenario, like all the guys that get in have a legitimate argument, they should be in there. And then you can start, you know, breaking down little minute differences. But for the most part, I think they they tend to get it pretty much right. I mean, look, uh, Silver added two players that were retiring a couple of years ago just for the heck of it. So, like, you know, it's not it's not that precious. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and, and I thought that was cool too. You know, I mean, we, exactly. It's an all-star the, game. Yeah. The, the only, the only conversation that gets somewhat serious is because we measured the legacy of these guys based on the counting uh, of the appearances of the all-star games. You know, maybe that was something mm-hmm. like, okay, we can't say Dirk Nowitzki or Dwayne Wade is you know, better because of one more all-star appearance when it was a gift. But you know, other than that, who cares? Like it's an all-star game. I, I'm totally with it. I don't care if this pod runs long. Um, maybe you guys do. I'm sorry. I just want to bring up some other That's my fault. quick. Oh, no, it's fine. Go ahead, Nada. No, but the the other thing is, like, on this one, like, I kind of care about these because when all-star games are being used as benchmarks, per se, to get people paid. Because remember, you have a lot of these all-star kicker bonuses, too. So if – and I I think that's the other thing. Like, if we're going to do this, if you're going to start throwing all-star bonuses as kickers and – in contracts and stuff like that, where you can make another nine hundred, a million dollars or so, something like that, then you owe it, like you owe it to take the process as serious as possible. But at the same time, if there's those kickers are going to be in there, I'm not necessarily so sure that you can just put it on fans. And I think it's got to be one of those, and it's a larger discussion for another time. But at like you can't have fan involvement and have money involved at the same time, you know? Yeah. No, I I agree with that. And that's a problem. And it it goes to the media voting for the all NBA player or the all NBA teams as well. It's like, you know, to me, we, we get outraged at the media for whoever they voted in, but you try to leave it up to the players or the fans and you get a lot more question marks from those specific parties voting for some of these awards than you do the actual media who, yeah, there's some crazy guys out there that are going to vote Andre Drummond for all defense. It's nuts, but they get drowned out, you know, like yeah. they, they, when yeah. you talk about some of the fans that are voting just based off of pure stature, where you get, uh, a Kyrie Irving in, even if he doesn't play too many games, even a James Harden who he deserves to be in, but kind of my point, like sometimes game limits, fans don't care about them. And then we could have, you know, whatever. Like I, I totally get your point. Not all right. Let's get to some other tweets real quickly. Let's just run through them. Um, not, I had an interaction with you. You put the tweet out about the saddest song ever, right? That the yeah. saddest song you've ever heard. And it's full of me by Michelle 
do you take a uh, do you want to take a Michelle stab at that Dagan last name? Ocello. Okay, Look, there we again, go. Again, I'm a kid of the '90s, so of course I know how to say her name. Well, and I I was gonna try it, but I was just gonna let you do it and avoid me looking like a fool. Get You're it? welcome. Nice little play on words there. Um, I also tweeted out, man. When Q lets the ball check off of his chest and hits Monica with the drop step dunk in love and basketball, they wanted you to be all the way in the fields. And I stand by that love and basketball. Fantastic movie. I love love and basketball. And that song at the end where they're playing one-on-one, uh, they want you to be all the way in the fields. David, I actually want to go to your direction here. Cause you and Doug, right? Like, don't you guys talk about basketball movies and how good the players actually are in the movies, whether they look like legit players or not? Oh, that's one of our favorite things to find just people that have no business on a basketball court, which is easy to do. I think yeah. basketball has got to be the hardest sport to be able to film and make it look, you know, legit. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember like them talking about this and, uh, and like apparently Sanaa Lathan had never picked up a basketball in her life before. And they That's tried crazy. really hard to to make her look like a basketball player. And I got to say, I think they did an okay job. Like it's not the greatest, but I think they did an okay job of making her look like a legitimate basketball player. Um, I think a lot of more people had problem with Omar Epps ability than, than even yeah, Sanaa Omar, Lathan. Like here's the really? thing though. Here, like, here's the thing. That's because you knew people didn't at that point care about women's basketball to tell that she was like not quite good at it. Yeah. But the, like with Omar oh, yeah. Epps, it was just we've watched more than enough men's basketball to know that that dude ain't never played basketball <laughs> at any kind of serious level ever in his life. So it's easy to it's easy like it stands out more. But Sanaa Lathan, once you like once you watch some WNBA, you realize uh, Sanaa Lathan's acting performance wasn't as um, good. We shall say. Can you can you imagine the fight against the nerds if they watch a basketball oh, player do what Sanaa Lathan did, <laughs> have a fast break opportunity and stop at the top of the, the key efficiency. to hit a three? <laughs> the oh, analytics. The nerds are ruining <laughs> basketball. So not Lathan ahead of her time. Monica from loving a basketball was way ahead of the uh, analytics movement before it actually came about. And finally, somebody put a picture of the basketball that we've all seen at the park when we go try to run a game and yeah. the covering is completely off of it. And it's the soft gray material that's hard to grip. And everybody hates that ball. And a hot take. I put this out there. I quote tweeted the picture. I know I should want better for myself but I actually like that basketball. Did you have any love for that basketball or did you want to punt it into another stratosphere? Oh no, that basketball sucked. That, <laughs> no, that, that is a horrible basketball. It needs to go away. It needs to die the most horrible death and live in like the most hottest parts of hell. I hate that basketball. If you go to hell, that's the basketball you yes, play with. Exactly. Um, <laughs> David, did you like that basketball? Was there any love for that one? And if not, what was your favorite basketball to play with on the blacktop? Oh man, I saw that basketball at my parents' house uh, like two days ago. Uh, so I'm very familiar <laughs> with that basketball. That one's good. No, no, but you need a, a, a grippy one, right? You need a, a sticky one. So I mean, that's the one that I'm that I'm going to choose all the time. But that was just a nostalgic picture for you, Walker. Mm-hmm. That was just like I've been balling all day. This is the basketball that I'm going to dribble until it literally just doesn't come back to me. I didn't hate it. I'm sorry. My it's not my favorite. My favorite one. I, I liked the the black crazy grip basketball. Like I don't even want the one that looks like your stereotypical basketball. Give me the black one that has hardcore grip on it. 
mm-hmm. straight rubber basketball to where it makes it like if you can't even jump all that high and you need to be able to grip it in order to have a chance at dunking, those were the basketballs outdoors for you. And then you could look yeah. like out there. The ones that uh, I loved, we were coming up. I guess I'm old enough that I remember when these came out was like the when, when the when the ridges were when the channels right Absolutely. were extra thick, right? So you felt like you could really palm that thing. Those are my favorite. We we actually played with those in high school organized game. Mm-hmm. We actually played with the ridges basketballs, um, and and never even went back to your classic like Wilson and Evolution basketballs. We actually went with the ones that were the uh, the actual ridges. I'll say this: my favorite one of all time, though, when I saw Paul Pierce and the Never Flat Spalding basketball. Yeah, oh man, that should have been better. The pump, it, it should have been right. Like I wish that would have played better, but the pump inside the ball, I thought was the best invention I'd ever seen in my entire lifetime. Yeah, exactly. How come that didn't stick? How come that's not still a thing? Come on. That, that, that needs to be something we actually have. Nobody ever has a pump, right? Or a needle. You're always missing one or the other. Oh yeah. And, and the needle. So, I mean, I've had countless needles break off into the basketball and then you hear it shake inside. Like I've had that happen with a lot of the free basketballs you get at camp. Uh, for some reason we can perfect that. We have the technology in the 21st century to have the right. pump inside the basketball and have it be a better playing ball. So we need to bring that back. Never flat spalding. Let's start working on it. All right. This was a lot of fun, <laughs> David. These are, these episodes are great, man. Thanks again for coming on with us and uh, talking shoes and all sorts of stuff with us. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks again for everyone who sent in a, uh, a sneaker question. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah continue to do that. Yeah, Conti- exactly. we, we can do that. Yeah, after, you know, Walker Mail, not of the scribe, at David Walker with the DB dub capitalized, at David B. Walker. Make sure you're tweeting at all of us, and we will answer your shoe questions every other Friday. That wraps up this edition of Lockdown Hornets. Thanks again for supporting the show. We always really appreciate it. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA, Hollinger and Duncan. You can tell it to listen to any show on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Have a great weekend. Have a good time watching the game tonight against Golden State if you're willing to stay up, and then we'll recap it on Monday.